Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SEN's own uh, Simon Kadich is on the line right now. Uh, Simon, very good morning to you. It's been an intriguing two days of cricket. It's probably going to be all over in two and a half days, but there's so many subplots and stories and twists and turns so far in this test match. Good morning. Yeah, good morning too. Um, yeah, look, it's been an amazing couple of days. I think there's been some fantastic test cricket played, but uh, it's just yeah, phenomenal to think that it's probably going to be over before lunch this morning on day three, but uh I think it sort of highlights that uh, this wicket hasn't been, you know, particularly easy for any of the teams to bat on, and uh, particularly the young West Indian team that's got a huge amount of inexperience in it. You know, having to face this Australian attack, which is so strong in these conditions, uh, it's been a massive challenge. But uh, Travis Head yesterday with his 119, he swung the game, you know, quickly in Australia's favour, and you know that's probably going to be the biggest difference in this test was that. Um, Travis Head gets the 100 and, and sets Australia up for what should be a very comfortable victory. Uh, well, let's start there. Trav came in and, and had to, well, it was a rescue mission, really, wasn't it? Because the the top order, the, the new revamped top order, um, hadn't or still hasn't clicked yet, even though it's only one innings. But uh, is there any any cause for concern there, Simon, or is it just let's just find our feet with Smith at the top and uh, Cam Green at number four? Yeah, look, it's hard to be too critical after one innings, and particularly on a wicket that, you know, was heavily grassed. It's pretty satchy out there, and, you know, given the conditions, it was pretty cool yesterday, and I thought the West Indies were really disciplined. They, they you know, had good fields. Um, they attacked at the right times, and young Shamar Joseph on debut was outstanding with five wickets. So, you know, he bowled some very good balls that, um, you know, would have got anyone out. So, you know, in terms of... You know, Steve Smith and Cameron Green in their new positions. Uh, yes, they missed out, but, um, you know, it wasn't an easy wicket to bat on, and that was shown throughout all the innings, and particularly when the West Indies batted again. Um, the high quality of Josh Hazelwood and Pat Cummins again was at the fore, and, and it made it hard for their younger batsmen to, to even survive. So, you know, they were in huge trouble early on. And then um, Travis Head was, you know, he's been the difference in this test, and he, he was scratchy at times, but that... I guess indicates how tough it was to, to bat on the wicket. It wasn't, you know, always coming on at the same pace. There was a little bit of lateral movement, and I thought, yeah, the discipline of the West Indians was, was very good. So, you know, he played very, very well to get 119, which, yeah, as I mm. said earlier, was was the difference between the two teams. Uh, Simon, you're the perfect man to, to talk to about this, about the moving up the order to open where Steve Smith has uh, found himself. Uh, and, and I've heard your comments leading up to this test and even during the test that it, in the end it was really a, a no-brainer. But as far as actually doing that, from someone who's batted in the middle part of the order to, to go to open, uh, and now what's 
happened with he obviously didn't get the score of the innings that he wouldn't uh, would have liked. What, what's what's the mindset? One before that, and probably now after it, when it doesn't go how you had hoped. Yeah, it's a good uh, good question because I, I remember from experience that um, I think my first uh, opportunity to open the batting for Australia when I got back in the team, I got a duck, and and there's huge pressure because everyone's you know questioning whether you're the right person to do the job or not, and you've got to answer that question as soon as you can so that. Um, you know, you put that to bed, and no doubt Steve Smith will be feeling that. But I thought he looked pretty good at the crease the other day. He looked busy, played some beautiful pull shots. He seemed to be going well. He got a pretty good ball. And I guess the hard thing is he got out to Shamar Joseph. You know, he's the very first ball in Test cricket, so he hasn't faced him before, probably hasn't seen a lot of him other than the footage that they probably got from Karen Rolton Oval. So that, that can happen in Test cricket, and, yeah, he, he missed out. But I'm sure that he'll be wanting to get a score. And, I mean, he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone because... You know, he's been so dominant for so long. Yes, it's in a different position, but I've got no doubt he's got the experience and class to be able to figure out uh, what he needs to do to to be successful opening the batting for Australia. You know, Steve Smith won't be thinking that, though. <laughs> He'll be thinking, I've got to get out there and get those runs. <laughs> Being the perfectionist that he is. Yeah, look, no, no doubt he'll be wanting to prove that ASAP. Um, whether that happens, you know, in the second innings here depends on how many Australia have to get, or you know, whether it's in in Brisbane next week. So, um, yeah, look, I'm sure that he'll put it to bed as quickly as he can, so they can just get into the the role and enjoy it as much as he can. Shamar Joseph has captured our imagination, hasn't he? I mean, there hasn't been too many stories in recent times uh, like his, is there? Oh, it's a phenomenal story, and uh, I think everyone at the ground yesterday, in particular, I know in our commentary box, we just all felt so proud for him because of where he's come from. He only debuted in first-class cricket, you know, last February. It hasn't even been a year since he's been playing at this level. So, and, and the, you know, the village he comes from and his background in terms of working as a, a night watchman in a security firm, um, you know, young family to support. And then he gets this opportunity and, and he not only grabs it with both hands, it, it just looks like he's made for the arena of test cricket because the way he batted in that first innings, I mean, he put on 55 with Timo Roach and, and got the West Indies out a huge problem in that first innings. And then, and then he took that into the, with the ball and, you know, he probably was joking a bit in the dressing room with his teammates saying, yeah, I'm going to get a, a wicket with my first ball in test cricket. But he actually went out there and did it and, He's obviously got a lot of confidence and belief in his own ability, and, and that's what you need at this level. And it was, yeah, it was phenomenal to watch, and I felt really proud for him. And I don't even know him. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon there's plenty that share that sentiment, and I'm one of them too, Tom. And I mean, it's, 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 yeah, we love the stories behind the, behind the, the names, behind the figures, behind. I mean, because we can look at score sheets and go, oh, this is easy. Australia's rolling them; it's going to be all over inside two and a half days, but you dig deeper and there's some great, great stories coming out of it. I guess now the thing for the Windies is, is probably t- to keep him, to keep him in Test cricket because all of a sudden he's now put his name up in lights and I'm sure the white ball franchises will be coming to look his way. Yeah, and that is the biggest challenge that a lot of these countries have around the world now with the money that's on offer in these T20 leagues and, and yeah, Shamar Joseph will be no different. I guess the, the I guess the hard part about this is you know what he wants his legacy to be. Does he want to be remembered as a a wonderful Test player, or mm. does he want to just go around and make as much money as he can? And, and it's a tricky one because you can't blame the youngsters for wanting to set their families up financially, but ultimately, you know, you, you make a name for yourself in, in Test cricket and, and a reputation in Test cricket because it's the hardest format. And you know, it, it's it's a lot easier going out and bowling 24 balls a night and, and 
there's not as much yeah. scrutiny. But in Test cricket, you have to keep coming up and fronting up, and particularly against teams like Australia, you put under pressure. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how his career develops. But um, yeah, he seems like a wonderful young talent. I'm intrigued at all this talk around perhaps changing test matches to, to, to four days to, you know, unclutter a really stacked calendar, but also to almost combat in a way the the, the, the limited overs, the white ball stuff, just to keep it a, a bit more, I guess, tighter and force results and stuff. Um, have you have you put much thought into four-day tests and, and would that be a good thing or would that uh, ruin the tradition of cricket? Yeah, I'm a traditionalist. I like that idea of five-day cricket and test cricket particularly because it's it's such a different um, challenge mentally knowing that there's that extra day, extra time in the game. Um, I think if you take that extra time out of the game, um, well, I mean, we're seeing a lot of four-day test cricket now and it's yeah. probably a byproduct of the way the modern game's played and, and sometimes because of the way the wickets are prepared as well. Um, that plays a part. But, uh, yeah, I think you take that day out and it can – Change the complete, you know, the, the dynamic completely because, um, you know, if you play on some flat wickets, then there's going to be a lot more draws, and there'll be teams that are encouraged to, to sort of try and get out of a series, you know, not losing, and, and then playing for draws right from the word go, and that might encourage, you know, nations that you know don't think they can beat a certain nation when they're playing them at home to prepare really flat wickets, and that's not going to be good for the game either. No, it's a fair shout. We are picking the brains of Simon Caddish, part of the SEN commentary team, in action from 8 o'clock. So in just under 50 minutes' time for day three of the first test, Australia and the Windies. All right, Caddo, um, the wicket, you've, we've mentioned it, and it's a bit different to what we've seen in Adelaide, a bit more grass. Thatcher. How do you see day three playing out, even though it mightn't go for too long, or will it go a bit longer than we actually think because it's it, it's evolving? Look, the West Indies have shown plenty of fight and spirit in this test match, so you can't fault them on that. They just haven't had, I guess, the experience or class to match it with this Australian team, which is yeah. playing you know, very, very good cricket. So I think Australia will bat again. Uh, I don't think they'll get rolled straight away for you know, less than 20-odd runs that they are behind at the moment. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be all over pretty much uh, before lunch. Do, do you put that man, do you put Shamar Joseph up the order? He, he was listed to, well, he batted at 11, didn't he, in that first innings and, and peeled off 36. Do you, do you bring him in next? Yeah, I think he will come up the order. I think he'll probably replace someone like uh, Modi, who hasn't played a lot of cricket uh, for the West Indies. He's still quite early in his career. And um, I think given the confidence of the young man, yeah, get him up there and see if he can whack a few around because he, he did that in the first innings and, um, that might help the cause. Yeah, outstanding stuff. We will find out just after 8 o'clock our time. 